Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone. It is Super Bowl week, and we are back with two drunk brothers in a podcast. It's our 21st episode, uh, and we are going to celebrate by talking about the last football game until late August, early September of next year. So we're going to literally talk all about the Super Bowl today between the Patriots and the Rams. Also, we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of Anthony Davis talk in our trending topic segment just because I feel like if he is going to be moved, he'll be moved by the time we record next week. With that being said, um, a little bit of Sunday basketball action on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, you posted Facebook, right? Nope. Um, we gave you a little bit of Sunday basketball action <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, me and Travis decided to just pick four gambling lines for Sunday because we can't give you them when we record our podcast because by the time you hear it, those games have already been over. So we're just going to keep doing that. Like probably once or twice a week, we'll give you a couple of lines. Um, I went one on one. Travis went one on two. Collectively, poopy. what? <laughs> Said poopy. Poopy. Um, I almost went two and O's and this is why I hate gambling on basketball is because I, the, um, whoever was playing the Raptors, the Mavericks, the Raptors, I had them at minus four and a half. They're winning by six and playing the Mavericks and the Mavericks hit a last second three when the Raptors were up by six with like two seconds left. So I didn't hit that one and just shit like that. Like players always sit out and it's it's so unpredictable. So what? Yeah. I, mean, I really don't like gambling on basketball until March Madness or um, the playoffs roll around because that's whenever everything kind of gets more solidified. I mean, I was very confident in the Harden no double-double thing. He's at not even averaging a double-double this year. Has gotten a double-double in 37% of the game. 17 of 45, as a matter of fact. So it's like, eh, he'll get close, but he won't get it. Of course, he hauls in 11 boards. Dude doesn't assist for Dick. Um Iowa pooped in their hand at Minnesota. One thing that I'm really starting to notice, and I know like home court is very advantageous in basketball, but I feel like it's been a lot this year, and I'm really starting to notice that the home game has been – like the home team has had a real big advantage in a lot of college basketball games this season. So, so that's a big note going forward. But, yeah, we'll start talking more about college basketball, NBA, gambling in those, in those regards going forward because – that's what we have to talk about. But we are going to give you one big last push, one big episode about the Super Bowl, and we are going to play the first and ten clip for you guys one last time for this year. So here we go. First and ten from the 45-yard line. All right, so we're going to run it down, um, talk about – it's kind of a first and ten, the generous digest kind of mashup because we're going to talk about the game in general – and some kind of big key matchups to kind of watch for that we want to talk about. Key players, how coaching can affect the game, whatever else we want to talk about. And then we're going to talk about some gambling 
all types of gambling in the Super Bowl because it's probably, in my eyes, one of the the best and more fun games to, to bet on in all sports. With that being said, um, I guess we'll start with, you know, some of the key factors that are going to be going on in this game. And for me, it's all going to come down to, or it all begins with, I should say, um, New England's time of possession. And their two postseason games, they have had uh, time of possession 38 minutes and 44 minutes on offense. Not in both of those games, didn't really leave a whole lot um, in doubt. You know, I mean, obviously that Chiefs game went to overtime, and I wasn't too worried and wouldn't have been worried if I was a Patriots fan. So if they control the ball, they control the game. And I feel like a lot of it will come down to that. If they have the ball a lot, you know, it's going to be in their court. For sure. Yeah. I kind of had three kind of key matchups. I definitely like that. I like that aspect. Um, and, you know, time possession in a game that I think is going to be very high scoring is going to be huge. Um, so if you can have just a little bit of an advantage, even if it's a couple minutes, uh, you're going to have the upper hand there. My big one, of my first big matchups that I was kind of looking at. And I mean, it's kind of, Everyone's like, oh, that's a plain one. But it's Tom Brady versus the Rams secondary. Um, Tom Brady, I mean, let's be honest, didn't have a great career year. But in the playoffs has been nails. He leads the playoffs in passing yards at 690, with 691. So he has nearly 350 passing yards per game. And, and he probably only – this postseason? Yes, 691. He probably only has, what, two touchdowns? Uh, I don't know, but still. So, And the Rams let Dak Prescott like, – like, throw for 266 on them, 249 Drew Brees threw against, threw against them. So I expect Brady to kind of light up the Rams secondary split, especially with the plethora of weapons. Because if you think about the difference between the Patriots and the Saints and the, and the Cowboys is that the Patriots have many, many more weapons. Sonny Michelle, James White, Gronk, Edelman, Hogan. It just goes on and on. Whereas the Saints really just have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara and um, Mark Ingram and the Cowboys have Zeke and fucking um, Amari Cooper. And that's it. Maybe Cole Beasley, you want to sprinkle him in there, but still. So I think that Tom Brady is going to a secondary that's been just average really this postseason against a quarterback who's been legendary so far and is legendary in the playoffs and legendary in the Super Bowl. I think he's going to really light them up and that's a big kind of key matchup to watch out for. Yeah. So with, building on that too which you know another component of him having that passing game is my matchup that I'm looking at also would be the Patriots offensive line versus the Rams defensive line um Brady hasn't been sacked all postseason he hasn't been sacked wow. once wow um, so Donald and Brockers are really have to be on them all game they're gonna have to be in his face if they can get to him and be on him and pressure him I see I'm kind of having a tough time, but without that, he's gonna. If he has all day like he has been, then he's gonna throw for 300 yards easy. I think with the with the Patriots is that they have that good like run pass combo. Like their run game has really come on late in the year, and I mean everyone, anyone who knows football knows that a good running game sets up a good passing game and vice versa. So if you can be balanced, and the Patriots have been very balanced this, in this postseason so far, uh, that's just is bad because Brady can get the ball out quick. And even on the play actions, he has a time to sit and sit in the pocket and find a target downfield going off of that, which is kind of funny is my like big, another matchup to watch out for is Sony Michelle and really, I guess kind of James white. And even if you want to lump in 
who's the white guy again? Rex Burkhead against the Rams front seven. The talking about that Pats run game and how strong it came on at the end of the year and how great Sonny Michelle's looked and he's in his first two playoff games in his career is very encouraging. So the Rams front seven has to show up. Sony, just like Tom Brady, leads the league in the playoffs in rushing yards at two at two forty two. So Sue and Donald are going to have to get upfield, get a lot of pressure, and get in the backfield to stop that run game. Because if they don't and they lose that attack and they lose that battle at the line of scrimmage, then they are going to be in a lot of trouble. And I think that'll just set up the pass more for Tom Brady, and it's just yeah. that's not a good thing. So My the, only is, hand. the only thing that I not really have hope but see an optimistic side in the Rams – Defense and part of that is because they were able to stop the Saints' run game with Kamara and uh, Ingram. They, I mean, they they held them to pretty much in check for most of the game. So if they can do that with the Patriots, it'll be it'll be good. But I don't, the offensive line of the Patriots is a lot different than the offensive yes, line of the Saints. I agree, and I mean, fucking Andrews Pete for the goddamn Saints is the worst fucking lineman I've ever seen on a playoff caliber team in my life. So yeah, he's a. Uh, I have one more matchup or one more kind of key thing. Do you, do you have any? Do you have anything else you want to add? I mean, yeah, kind of. If you really want to dig deep into it, it's kind of a coaching matchup for me. Is that what you had? Well, that's. I also touched on that, but I'll let you touch on it. I have one more point besides that, but I'll kind of. I'll kind of. Let I you. mean, really, it just kind of. It kind of just all settles down to experience. Bill Belichick's been there before. He knows what to this do. Is, this is his ninth time. I mean you got experienced veterans on the field in the coaching staff compared to a third-year head coach. I think that's right. Second year. No, second year. Second-year head coach. Yes. He is very young, never been to the Super Bowl before, never won a playoff game until last week or two weeks ago. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't do much digging, but I don't think that many of the players on the Rams have ever been to the Super Bowl well, Jared Goff is a third-year quarterback. Yeah, I mean, just in general, I don't think a lot of their players have been in the Super Bowl. So just experience to me, um, being in that environment, being in the Super Bowl, is experience is going to have a lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean, if you go around and look at it, really the only person on the offense that I can think of off the top of my head besides, because I don't know their entire offensive line off the top of my head, the only person on offense I can think is Brandon Cooks because he was there last year with the, with the Patriots. Yeah. Um, on defense, I can't think of anybody. Sue, Donald, um, well, I guess, what's Akeem his face? Tlaib. Tlaib with the Broncos. Um, but that's about it. But that's about it, yeah. Most so of them are young and have been there forever. I had, a, I had a bit of a line, but you kind of took it there. It's just experience. My last team, my last thing, and this is an area where I give the Rams an advantage, is special teams. I feel like in these big games, everyone always wants to talk about offense, defense, you know, receiver – versus corner matchups, you know, whatever. But special teams are a big part of these big games that are way overlooked. If you can get an advantage in the special teams game, I feel like that you can win these – win, have an advantage and make these games interesting. And I feel like the Rams have the better special teams. Johnny Hecker's an incredible punter. He has the ability to, 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 run, to run fake plays. Um, Greg Zerline's obviously an incredible kicker. Not to say, not to say that um, – Goskowski isn't. Goskowski isn't great, but – I just feel like the Rams have an advantage at the department where if it came down to it, you know, if Hecker had to pin 
the Rams at the – I mean, the Patriots at the two-yard line, he could do it. If, you know, Zerline has to make a 57-yard field goal in, in a dome, he can do that. So, that's just – I think it's – and they have one of the best special teams coaches in the game, John Fossil. So, that is an area I would not overlook. And if they have a few tricks up their sleeve, what if they haven't used them this year, I expect them to pull them out because it's the last game of the year. You can't hold anything back now. Yeah. Um, overall, I think it'll be a, a solid game. Um, I, I just, still hate it. I still, I still haven't gonna, been watching it or not yet. It's going to be a, a a tough one to watch for any St. Louis fan or any Rams native fan that is not a fan anymore. Um, I mean, let's, I'm boiled down to it. We'll kind of talk about you know how the game's going to break down, and which I see a two score game favoring the Patriots. Maybe that'd be ten to fourteen points. Um, yeah. So kind of just spoiled your spoiled our spot because we're talking about gambling. The we're first about game, gambling, but how it breaks down, I just, I just you can see a two score game. I mean, I, I just my line. <laughs> the lines moved heavily. It started out as Pat's minus one. Now it's moved to minus three already, and we're only yeah. it's Tuesday night. I expect it to be more around the four four and a half range come by, come come game time. I bet it'll close around four. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. But right now it's minus three, and bet the fucking mortgage on the Patriots. I think they're going to win this game by, like Travis said, a couple of scores. Um, I think it's close for a while. But the passes kind of pull away in the end. Experience takes over. Knowledge of the game takes over. And the Rams aren't there yet. As much as it pains me to say it, they're going to be here for a while. Um, so, I mean, as far as lines are concerned, I'm taking the Pats minus three, betting the fucking house on it. All right. And with that, that about sums up pretty much our Super Bowl thoughts and kind of, you know, predictions. We're going to move into our gambling piece on the Super Bowl. Which we both just kind of touched on the line itself. I think we're both taking the Pats minus three. So go ahead and lock that in for our picks. The second thing we're going to talk about is the over and under. It's set at 57. Yep. And I think Um, we're both probably leaning towards the same thing here. Both of the Patriots games hit the over in the playoffs so far. Both of the Rams games hit the under. Um, if you, we're going on 57. Um, and I see, or I'm thinking to win this Super Bowl, it isn't going to be a defensive game. We all know what the league's become, and defense this season has just been shaky. So I'm just going to have to roll with over 57. You're going to need to score to win this game. Yep. I 1,000% agree. I'm hammering the over as well at 57. The like I said, the Rams' defense has impressed me this postseason. Like, they've been pretty solid, you know, letting up and, and holding back some a good offense in, in the Saints. Um, but the Pats, I think, I think are going to just come out and lay it on them, and the Rams are going to have to give a right back if they want to be in this thing. And they're going to be able to give right back because we all saw how vulnerable the Pats' defense was against the Kansas City offense. Not yeah. to say the Rams' offense is near what Kansas City's is, but anyway. Right. Also, a little fun fact for you. The average total score in Tom Brady and Bill Belichick Super Bowls, guess what it is? The, the total score of the game? Yeah. Um, 64. No. You're, that was way high. It's 50. But that, <laughs> that includes a 20-17 to 17 game the last time they played the Rams. Fuck that game. And a 17-14 to 14 game against the Giants in 08. So two kind of really low-scoring games. And my, now you go back and look at it the last couple of years. It's my thoughts on that, too, point. is 
the, the game has just evolved so much into an offensive game. Yes. It's an offensive game in the NFL now, and you need to score to win. Could it be a low-scoring game? It very well could, but I see you had to score 28 points easily to win this game. It's in a dome. There's no weather involved. You know, so, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an over. So we both have Pats minus three, both have the over 57. The next one we're going to move on to before we move on to the prop bet sheet that Travis and I like to run through on, on Bavada every year. We're going to pick our favorite prop bet in the Super Bowl because there's a fucking lot of them out there. Yeah, there's a crazy amount. What, Travis, is our – we're going to pick our favorite prop bet that is not on the Bavada prop bet sheet we're going to talk about. What was your favorite prop bet that you found? All right. Um, mine, is, it's not going too crazy out there. You could probably pretty much find this for any game, but I really like this one. It is Sony Michelle rush, rushing and receiving yards um, over under 82 and a half. Um, the line's minus 115, so it's decent, just like you were to pick a spread. I'm, I'm picking the over 82 and a half here. I mean, not to say, I mean, he doesn't catch many passes out of the backfield. He's caught like eight or nine all year. But um, he's had over 100 rushing yards in three of their last four games. Both playoff games, over 100 rushing yards. They're going to, you know, stick to their game plan. If they want to be successful on offense, they need to go through him and have success in Sonny Michelle. So I'm going to go over 82 and a half rushing and receiving yards with Sonny Michelle. Yeah, I like that. Just some, just some rushing yards alone. You know, James White yeah. is the is the premier pass catching back for the Pats. But still, I mean, even if if the Rams do end up stopping the run a little bit, you know, they can throw some screen passes to Michelle, and because they they can get that defensive line to bite and kind of come up field and do mm-hmm. a little dump off to him out of the backfield, and you know, he could fucking yeah. rip one off for twenty five to thirty yards, and that's a third of it right there. My so. thought exactly, and the, I was looking at just his rushing yards alone, and that was seventy seven and a half. So I'm like, I might as well add five more points and throw receiving on there too. For sure. I like that one a lot. Mine is a good one, too. It's not anything crazy like Travis said. But I'm picking a C.J. Anderson prop bet for rushing yards. And C.J. Anderson's prop bet for rushing yards is the over-under is 49 and a half. And I'm taking the over because I think that the Rams have been utilizing him way more than Gurley in the playoffs. And I have a pretty interesting theory behind this. So the reason why Gurley may be hurt, whatever, we probably won't know until this game is over. But they brought in C.J. Anderson right before the playoffs started. So the dudes played like, what, four games and had a bye week in there too? Yeah. He came in as an NFL-ready player and has fresh legs. He didn't play 14 games like Gurley did, and now he's starting to pick up his steam, and I think they're realizing that. So I think taking that over, the odds for over are even. So like a $10 bet would net 10 bucks. Um, and I think that's a pretty safe bet because I think it's going to be a high scoring game and they're going to utilize Gurley and Anderson. They both had over hundred rushing yards, I think against the Eagles in the, uh, in the divisional game. So 49 and a half doesn't seem like a lot. The Patriots don't have a great defense. They haven't really stopped the run. So I'm going to go ahead and hammer that one. All right. Um, Rolling into that. We are going to talk about, Sorry to interrupt you, but I kind of messed up the order. Um, Super Bowl MVP. There are odds on a lot of people out there. I always like to pick somebody crazy, but for this one, we picked like who we thought would win. Um, so who do you have winning the Super Bowl MVP? 
You know, this one sucks because who do I think is going to win and who do I know is going to win or who would I rather have win is very different. For me, I picked the having the Patriots win, and since I had the Patriots winning, it has to be Tom Brady. No matter what happens, every year Tom Brady could have 300 passing yards and one touchdown and a pick. He's still going to win it if they win. Um, Sony Michelle could run off for 100 and something yards, two touchdowns. He's still not going to win it. I'd just like to see him win it, but I think it's going to be Brady if the Patriots win, unless he just absolutely has a dog shit game. Yep. And he's plus 125, so, I mean, it's not like it's bad odds by any means. Like, you put down 10 bucks, you're going to win 1250 off of it. So, I mean, that's, a, that, that's decent money. It's not, they're, not, they're not minus odds. So. If you're betting on a Patriots player, it's, if you're going to actually put money on it, it has to be Tom Brady. Well, just to let you know kind of where Vegas lies, odds for MVP, Brady's at plus 125, Goff's at plus 250. The next best player behind him, behind Goff is Todd Gurley at plus 1,000. That's a very, very big gap. So that tells yeah. me that Vegas thinks he's going to be a quarterback. It was just stupid. It pisses me off. But kind of like Travis said, I think the Patriots are going to win no matter how good or bad Tom Brady plays. I mean, two years ago, James White had like three touchdowns against the Falcons. And yeah, and he didn't win it. Didn't get it. Brady still got it. So Brady at plus 125 is your best bet for your money. Because I think the Patriots are going to win, and if the Rams win, I don't think Golf's going to get it. I think if the Rams win. You can look at Gurley or Anderson, maybe even Donald if he has a big game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Just the way they've been using Gurley lately is just like I'm very weary of it because I don't know what to think. It's been two weeks since they played their last game. I don't know if they're like wanting him to rest. I don't know what the Rams' game plan is moving into this game, and it could be good because the Patriots might not know what to expect or could be absolutely terrible because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I think if you're, I mean, the Patriots win, you know, if you think the Patriots are going to win, put your money on Brady. If you want to go a little rogue and, and just to be clear, both me and Travis are both picking Brady to win the MVP at plus plus one twenty-five. That is our, that is our bet. If um, I were to go rogue, I would pick Michelle. If I were to go rogue and like think the Rams, and like if somebody, oh, like if, I, if I have an extra like couple bucks, I'm looking at Aaron Donald at plus 1,800. It's not bad. Plus 1,800, you throw two, you win 36. So um, that's not not a bad payout at all. Because I don't think Goff will get it. I don't think he will if the Rams do win. I think if the Rams win, it's going to be by some defensive player absolutely dominating the game. Yeah, more than likely. Um, what's Sony Michelle at? Just out of curiosity, Sony Michelle is at plus twelve hundred. He is the he's the fourth. He's the fourth best odds behind Brady, Goff, and Gurley. Then you got C.J. Anderson at plus sixteen hundred, Donald at plus eighteen. Then you're getting really rogue. Yeah, White at plus two thousand, Cooks at plus four thousand, Robert Woods at plus five thousand. Oh, Edelman's also ever been a wide receiver win Super Bowl MVP. That's a great. That's a great question. Let's go ahead and look up. Past because the MVP winners, we have it, some time. We're kind of going through this pretty quickly. Yeah, I have to feel like that's got to be a no. I know defensive players have won it before, um, for sure. Yes, you you want to know the wide receivers who have won a Super Bowl MVP? All of them, because there's there's quite a few. Really, the last one was in 2009. Santonio Holmes for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, I see. Heinz also, the before that, 
Heinz Ward, yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers, no. They're actually two and two Super Bowls back to back at wide receiver one. Yeah, Deion Branch won it the year before that, no five. Um, you also got Jerry Rice, obviously won one. Fred Blitkanoff, Lynn Swan, those are all of them. But still, so there's been six wide receivers win it. Obviously, majority is is quarterback. So you wanted to well, running let's, backs. Let's, let's take the last ten years into into effect. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, going back to 2008, nine, nine quarterbacks. You got Von Miller wanted as a linebacker. Malcolm Smith wanted as a linebacker for the Seahawks. And Santonio Holmes wanted at, wanted at receiver. Yeah, so you have three non-quarterbacks winning it. So, I mean, we're, I'm just going to stick with it and say that it's probably going to be a quarterback. Um, Brady, Brady's the best bet, but if I'm going rogue and if I had a, if I have a couple extra bucks, I'll probably go ahead and put it on Donald. Just if the Rams win, just to say fuck it. Yeah, a defensive, a defensive lineman has only won Super Bowl MVP twice in history, so yep. that would be crazy. Both um, in the seventies. You know, you never know. I mean, pretty much a player in every position besides offensive line has won it. Um, yeah. So anyway, we, so um, we're gonna roll. We're going to roll into our prop bets. Bovada puts out a prop bet sheet for a lot of crazy things every year for the Super Bowl. And there's a lot of them on here. We're not going to, like, obviously. We're not going to justify them. We're just going to say what we have. Probably post a picture on Twitter of them so we can, you know, show you guys that we aren't bullshitting. And these are not counting towards our betting records, by the way. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. So the first one we got on on the sheet here is, one, I have no idea who's even singing the national anthem. Dude, Gladys Knight is a fucking legend. I don't know who the fuck Gladys Knight is. She's like a R and B soul singer from back right. in the day. Well, how long will it take Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? Over or under a minute forty seven? I I took the over. I think she's gonna milk it. I have the over as well. I mean that's very I feel like that's very short. Yeah. Um, what will the result of the coin toss be? Tails never fails, baby. I said heads, so. Ooh, got some discrepancy there. Who will win the coin toss? I got the Pats, man. Belichick's got that Pats as well, so. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. We will see. <laughs> One of us is going to be right or wrong on those. What coach will be mentioned first on TV after kickoff? Belichick or McVay? Oh, fucking goddamn hoodie, hoodie Belichick. I have McVay. I feel like they're going to throw in his age in there first. Ooh, yeah. That's, I thought about that, but I think they'll be like, well, now this is Belichick's ninth Super Bowl or some shit like that. Either so. way, very good. Very good opportunities. We'll see. 
What will the first offensive play of the game be, run or pass? It's always a run, man. I said pass. Oh. I'm feeling, feeling ballsy. Which team will commit the first penalty? I have the Rams. So do I. I feel like if they're on uh, – And I feel like it's going to be a Dominican Sue. I was going to say holding on the offense. Um, will there be a score in the first six minutes and 30 seconds of the game? Absolutely. I said no. You're, you're, so you're betting the over when you don't think there's going to be a score in the first half of the first quarter? No, because I think that if the – my thought – I'm just going to give my thought on this one. If the Rams get the ball first, which would you know justify my first penalty and the Rams being holding, they punt it away. Patriots get it, drive down, and score with like eight minutes left. Okay. I see it. You're getting very analytical about it. I'm just, I'm just justifying my thoughts here. But I say no for scoring, scoring the first six minutes and 30 seconds. Um, what will be the first scoring play of the game? Touchdown or a field goal or safety? Touchdown. That's what I said as well. Uh, which team will score first? Patriots. Patriots as well. Which team will record the first quarterback sack? Patriots. I said Patriots will because Tom Brady hasn't been sacked this postseason. What will be the main color of Adam Levine's top at the start of halftime? Black or any other color? I went with any other color here because I feel like that's just, I don't know, there's a lot of colors out there. I went with black because this dude's leather jacket obsession. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. What will be the result of the first coach's challenge, overturned, or stands? I put stands. I did too. I've been noticing a lot of calls have been upheld. And if there isn't one in the game, then that's just kind of null and void. Yeah, we'll scratch that one out. Will Rob Gronkowski score a touchdown? I said no. Same. I did say no. Will Brandon Cook score a touchdown? I said yes. I said no. Yeah, they have been going to Robert Woods a lot lately. Yeah, I feel like with those shortened goals, it's it's more Robert Woods, but we'll see anything can happen. Will there be a successful two-point conversion in the game? I said no. Same. Will Tom Brady throw an interception? Yes, sir. I said no. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, no pick. Um, will a kick hit the upright or crossbar? No chance. Cody Parkey's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I also said no, but that was the best answer I've ever heard. Will a flea flicker be attempted in the game? Before you answer this, this was only put in because the Pats attempted a flea flicker last game. What do you think? That's what I was going to say. I feel like they do it a lot, but I'm still going to say no because it's too risky. Same. I'm also saying no. How many rushing yards will Todd Gurley have? Over 72 and a half or under? I wanted to say under, but I took the over. I wanted to say under, and I took the under. Um. How many receptions will Chris Hogan have over three and a half or under? See, I looked at this and I thought it seemed low at first. Yeah, he doesn't catch a lot of passes. But he doesn't. He's catching passes. I think they're, they're going to have to spread, spread the wealth, so I, I, I yep. took the over. I did as well. I was like, ooh, man, I don't know. Um, I took the over. So will any quarterback throw for 400 or more yards in the game? Not a fucking chance. I said no. That seems That just seems high to me. Um, who will rush for more yards, James White or C.J. Anderson? I like this one because they're both like the second back. And even though I picked C.J. Anderson over 49 and a half, I think James White, I think the Pats is going to pound the ball. So I, I picked James White. I picked James White as well. I don't, 
I looked at that. I was like, did I really pick James White? But I did. Um, and I knew I did it for a reason, and that's why. Um, who will record more receiving yards, Julian Edelman or Robert Woods? Kind of going off what I said in the last one, the Patriots will spread the ball more. The Rams only have a couple options, so I picked, I picked Robert Woods. I picked Julian Edelman because my other prop bet I was looking at was Julian Edelman yards over 82 and a half. So I think he'll have a pretty decent game. He's had over 100 yards in both playoff games. Um, how many times will Giselle Bunchton be shown on TV during the game? Over one and a half or under? So basically she has to be shown twice, which I think she will. So yeah, Giselle, I was over. probably the beginning. And if they win closer to the end or if they're winning. Yeah. I wonder who he kisses first, her or his son. Or his uh, dad. <laughs> or his dad. <laughs> All right. And then the last one is which team will win the Super Bowl? We obviously both have the Patriots. We'll tally these up. We will put a bear one out there if you guys want to fill one out and see how you do. Um, it's always fun. I mean, even if you guys are having a Super Bowl party or you have a couple of friends over, like just print these off, have everyone fill it out. Throw in a couple bucks if you want. Keep track of it. It's always it's always fun. Yeah, it's a good time. I usually speaking of money for the Super Bowl, Travis. Did you want to mention the square game you have available? Yes, we are doing a Super Bowl square game. Um, Three dollars a square. If you don't know how it works, um, just you know how it works. Up. We're not going to explain it. Just yeah. hit up Travis on Twitter and he'll show you how how it works. That's what I was going to say. I wasn't going to try to explain it here, but. If you don't know how it works, if you do know how it works, cool. Three dollars a square, uh, max five squares. Payouts are pretty solid, and uh, yeah, I think we have like a mid, like seventy squares still left. Um, they're probably gonna fill up quick though. So once we release this, hit me up, and we'll figure out something. So um, it's always a good good way to cheer on the game when you have no rooting interest, like me and Jared, for sure. So with that being said, that's going to wrap up our football talk for the year. So that's kind of sad to say. Um, we, 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 have, we love we have the draft stuff coming with. Oh, we'll, we'll draft. Yeah. The draft's going to be fun. We have a lot of draft stuff planned, but as far as actual football talk, we'll see you guys in a couple months about that. And we'll talk about it again in September, but we're going to roll into the training topic segment. We have one big training topic. I may throw a rogue one in there and that Travis doesn't know about. So that would be cool. I'll appreciate that. All righty, we're going to roll right into our trending topics segment. Like I said, we have one big thing we want to talk about, and I might throw in a rogue topic in there that I really haven't thought about yet or know what I'm going to do, but so that should be interesting. But anyway, the report dropped on Monday that Anthony Davis wants to be traded, wants out of New Orleans. He has He's a free agent this summer. Um, and the NBA trade, trade deadline is February 7th. So that is next Thursday. So I would imagine he w- he's either going to be traded by before the next time we record or literally it's going to happen right after we drop our episode. So we yeah. wanted to get ahead of it and talk about it today on the trending topic segment. Uh, Travis, where do you see Anthony Davis going? Best landing spots, why he may go somewhere. What's your rationale behind it? So. I mean, there's already been odds released on where he's going to go, and the favorites are the Raptors, I think they are. Um, I'm not really sure why. I they guess don't have any assets. I guess because they need somebody to go along with Kawhi Leonard, um, and they don't really have a center. I think they still have Valanchunas, if I'm not mistaken. 
I don't uh, know, but I mean, for me, well, even okay, then, let's let's talk about that. You said the Raptors are the favorite. They literally the just traded for Kawhi Leonard, who's in the last year of his contract. There's no way they're going to trade trade away more assets, nor do they have more assets to trade away for another player that's going to be a free agent this summer. Yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of weak. Um, I feel like more rather than going out and get getting a huge, crucial superstar, they need to work on forming a team around Kawhi Leonard. Maybe. I mean, I know they have Kyle Lowry. Their other players are Danny Green, Pascal Siakam, and Serge Ibaka. So Serge. I mean, Greg Monroe, Jonas Valanciunas, OG Nunnaby, CJ Miles. These are all guys who are not going to win you a championship nor put you close, I don't think. I mean, they're at the top of the Eastern Conference. I know they're doing good. I mean, top of the East isn't saying much. But Oh, man, you can make the argument that the East is just as talented as the West this year. You could say that, but either way, this is not the team that's going to beat the Warriors right here. No. So you got to think about that, and you got to think as Anthony Davis – I mean, you got you're going to be getting rid of probably Kyle Lowry and draft pick or yep. something. Um, so I don't think that the Raptors are necessarily in mind. Also, is it does he want to go to the Raptors? I wouldn't want to move to Toronto if my life fucking was sold on it. I don't know. I don't want to move to Toronto. Fucking so America. the second one is the Lakers, which is obviously the in my mind, the favorite, and that's where I think that if he's getting traded, that's where he needs to go. The team LeBron, would be Le, LeBron wants it. Everyone, everyone looks at him because he said he wanted to go to a contender. Everyone's like, "Well, the Lakers aren't, aren't a contender, bitch." Before LeBron got hurt and you know hasn't played the last fifteen games or whatever, they were like the three or four seed, and now they're still only a game and a half out of out of the playoffs. They're they're going to be a playoff team. When Le- sure. I mean, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs when LeBron uh, comes back. And if you could add Anthony Davis to that mix, that is a team. And depending on what they have to give up, because they'll have to give up a lot from what I read. Was it, I told you on Monday, what was it? They said Kuzma, Ball, oh. some other guy, and a first rounder, which is I think is absurd. Zubak, is what, that's what his name yeah. was. Zubach, I think, I think Lonzo, Zubak, and a first is, is fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I I would definitely want to keep Kuzma. I think if you could get Lonzo Zubak in a first, that would be that would be the deal that you're probably aiming for. Or even find a third team to to, to take part in the trade too. Yeah, I mean if you can get rid of Lonzo and a pick for Anthony Davis, that's a win in my mind. If they can get Anthony Davis, no matter what they have to give up, even if they had to give up Kuzma and Ball. I still think that's a win. It's probably giving up a little more than Lakers fans would like, but I think that's a win. And I mean, my only, thing, of, my only thing is I don't mind giving up Kuzma. I think he's a baller. I if but if you give up Kuzma, he has to agree to a, has to agree to a sign and trade. Yeah, like, you can't just get him for a half a season. Or then, maybe they can give up Josh Hart too. Um, that could possibly be like a little. It would have to be Ball, Hart, Zubak, first and a second, maybe. It has to be a lot. Even, I mean, regardless, getting Anthony Davis is going to be a big trade. And every like the so I put, whether, I, so not to interrupt you because I think we we both you probably picked the Lakers and I picked the Lakers as well because LeBron wants them, so he's going to go. But teams that everyone's like talking about that I think he can't go, 
Dallas, Boston, San Antonio, because you got DeAndre, Al Horford, and LaMarcus Aldridge. You obviously can't go to Golden State because they have Boogie Cousins. I think you also got to rule out uh, Denver in Utah because they don't have they don't have trade assets. Yeah. So you're really limited as the, as the teams. I was looking at Mark earlier. People were saying Chicago and fucking Orlando. Like, he's not going to those two teams. I promise you that. Yeah, I mean, he obviously wants out of out of New Orleans for a reason, and that's probably to go to the playoffs and be successful in the playoffs. And, and, that's and, gonna, just, out, and just, just to get out of a small market. Yeah, and that's going to start with, you know, going to a team that is – Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Prepared to make the playoffs and ready and moving forward to make the playoffs, not being positioned where they're at. So I've also seen things of. Well, he just like, got fined today. Today's yeah. day for Tampa for, you know, releasing that public information, like $50,000 or some shit like that. Which is the stupidest thing ever. And I saw a thing where it's like, oh, like, will he even be traded at all? If you are the Pelicans, you're doing anything you can to trade him because He's because he's so, walking. Yeah, you. I mean, at the end of the year, you're losing him anyway, so you might as well get something for him while you can. But yeah, and you're not you're not winning a fucking you're not winning a title this year. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. So it'll be interesting to see. But we both said the Lakers. Um, if you had to pick a secondary team, since we, since we since we both picked the Lakers, where can you see him landing? That's a Besides, good question. LA. If you I'd like to hear yours first if you have one. So my other one that I think is pretty interesting is Portland. Portland. Yes, they're contending. They're currently fourth in the West, but the West is a total shit show from top to bottom. Like, you know, I the Warriors may not may not even end up being the one seed. But Portland, my only thing of Portland is I don't know if they have the assets. They don't have a guy down low. They don't have that big man. They have solid players. They have been there year after year, but they always falter because they don't have multiple guys that can that can do it. You know, it's really just CJ McCollum and fucking um, Dame Lillard. That's it. They've never had a presence in the paint, and that's always been their issues. They've never had that guy that can block shots, that can rebound, and do all the things that Anthony Davis can do. So I think an interesting second option would be would would be Portland for him. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Um, I mean, an option just to – if you're thinking big market, um, the Knicks to get to play in Madison Square Garden every night. Another but Kristaps is kind of that 4-5 kind of guy. Just, another just 10 and 39. I mean, Kristaps and Anthony Davis are kind of interchangeable in that 4-5. You could play, you know, one of them, maybe in which one. Or you – I don't know. Their lineup isn't terrible. Um, Kristaps isn't even – playing right now he's still hurt yeah so that's just the thought of maybe if you want to if you want a big market you can go to new york if yeah, you want to still lose yeah the only team in the east i see him going to is toronto 
to be honest with you. Like I look at top to bottom in the East and I thought about yeah. Detroit because I know Blake Griffin kind of wants out of there from what I've heard. Um, you don't say. I wonder why. Probably because yeah. they suck. But I, I, legit, man, I, I just see L.A. all over. I, I just see L.A. and that's – Yeah, I don't see how there's – I don't see how they're even second in the odds. I don't see how people are that that close to them because it's obviously – if he's going anywhere, he probably wants to go to L.A. For sure. But more basketball talk will come after the NFL is over. Next week we'll talk about a little bit about the Super Bowl and kind of move forward. We'll also sprinkle in a little grant, sprinkle in a little Grammys talk next week because the Grammys are next Sunday. But my rogue trending topic. This is very rogue because I saw thought of this off the top of my head. We want to start incorporating more more pop culture. So Travis, Uh-oh. what is something, a show, a movie, a documentary, whatever that you've seen on Hulu, Netflix recently that people must watch? Like, is there something out there that you think is like super off the wall that people have to watch? A show, movie, documentary, whatever it may be. Man, you really caught me off guard with this one. Um, how how recent? Within the last couple months? Yeah, I mean something that you know maybe if you've been watching it that no one else has really been watching. I know Travis is a big Shark Tank guy. He's been watching a lot of Shark Tank. I've been movies. watching a ton of Shark Tank. I've probably seen almost every episode on Hulu of Shark Tank, all eight seasons been ridiculous i sit down and eat dinner and i watch shark tank but i'm not going to say to watch shark tank because that's just more of like a that wouldn't be really a show that you could binge watch um i would say a show i'll give you guys a good one that was kind of going around there i don't know a week or two ago that is a good show one season i sat down and binged it two nights in a row finished it is you um i don't think you have watched it yeah, I started it. We, I, me and Carly watched the first episode, and it freaked her out because it is kind of creepy. It's kind of um, creepy. I wouldn't. I mean, I. I mean, you can obviously watch it at night. It's not like creepy, creepy. But if you're a girl, I can definitely see it being kind of creepyish. Um, it's a show about it, kind of a stalker guy, but it's it actually gets really good. And like after the first like episode or two, you kind of get your creeps out of there. But I would say if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's like ten episodes, one season. It could you could easily finish it in in three days if you watch a few episodes a night. Very good. I will give it a nine out of ten. Okay. I and there's you. gonna be a sequel, so you should watch it. I feel you. I feel you. I'm gonna go in a separate direction, and I'm gonna admit it. I'm probably gonna get my man card revoked for saying this. But Carly and I, my fiance, are huge fans of trash reality TV. And I know every guy out there somewhere deep down in his body likes watching trash reality TV because it's just it's fun to watch. It's entertaining. People get into fights. So we've been watching X on the Beach. It's in the, sec- it's in the second season. For those of you who don't know what X on the Beach is, it is a show where these 10 singles, I think it is, right? Yeah, 10 singles, five guys, five girls, show up to this awesome like beach house in LA and they think they're going to be on a dating show. But one by one, their exes start to show up and start to live in the house as well. So it's Weirdest cool. thought I've ever heard in my it's, life. It's interesting. It's weird. People get in fights. This dude tried to fight this other dude the other night. 
But that's where I'm at. That's where we're watching. We watch a lot of shit like that. But a very, very obscure show, another one I'll throw out there that is way off base and no one's probably ever heard of is an is a is a British show on Netflix called Broadchurch. It's a phenomenal show. It's a very it's like a crime mystery type deal. If you're into that stuff, if you like like Dexter or um, you know, uh, True Detective, stuff like that, you'll like Broadchurch. Check that out. Thank me later. But right now we're currently watching a lot of trash TV, so that's really I thought it'd be a fun, fun one. I would I would also like to talk about a show that maybe wasn't didn't live up to the expectations really quick that you saw or that you watched that you didn't really like. You didn't even necessarily have to finish it. You could watch a couple episodes and be like, this didn't live up to the hype and I don't really like it. What was it? Oh, some, something I watched that I was like, I, I don't I don't. I have one. I was going to have you go first this time. We legit watched the first episode. Everyone's going crazy about the, the Ted Bundy tapes that just came out on Netflix. I literally just saw that and thought about watching it. Dude, it's horrible. Don't watch it. There's no new information. It's really boring, really slow. Carly and I both fell asleep on it. Mm-hmm. I, she couldn't, and she like she literally wrote papers in high school about Ted Bundy because she like for some reason serial killers fascinate her. It's kind of scary to think about, but um, she we watch it and it's like super boring. So I would hard pass on it. All right, yeah, I probably won't watch it because I usually do most of my TV watching as I'm going to bed, so I'd fall asleep on it. Oh, thousand percent. Mine, and I don't know if you watch this, Jared, but the show on Netflix. By the way, I think use on netflix i talked about i don't know what x on the beach x on the beach is an mtv show so you can you can if you have log into the mtv app you can watch it through there you can watch it through there ted bunny tapes are on netflix this one's on netflix as well so uh, it's, Q- by the way so so is broad church broad church is also on netflix okay qb1 i don't was know it, if you watch this wasn't good i did not like it i watched three episodes in it was boring it was slow it's about Jake Fromm, um, Tate, the first season, Jake Fromm, Tate Martell, and Wake Forest quarterback, I, he, who didn't even play this past season. Or, Isn't it? So basically QB1 is a, like a documentary-style series that follows like really, really you know, up-and-coming quarterbacks. When they're in high school. school. Yeah, when they're in high school. And they're just like total chodes. I mean, just honestly, it was, I couldn't deal with it. They just – it sucked. It wasn't good. It was kind of like Last Chance You, but not. See, I saw that on my Netflix. It said, we recommend this for you because you've watched The Last Chance You and Friday Night. Yeah, I was expecting like a Last Chance You, and I didn't think it was nearly as good as what Last Chance You was. So if you're expecting that, maybe you can give the first couple episodes a shot. I didn't like it. So Last Chance You is a is a heater. I love that fucking I love Last Chance You. I I would ask you to watch the first couple of episodes of QB1. It's just pretty boring. I know where their careers went. The, the mystery of Last Chance U is like you didn't really know where their careers went because they released it like kind of before. Well, and also these guys are kind of like not well-known. Those guys weren't. Like they were no, like Last big Chance names that kind of fell off the face of the earth. And then like what are they doing now? Like it's so – yeah, and then this is like, okay, we all know where Jake Fromm is. We all know Tate Martell's transferring. And I don't know about the guy from Wake Forest, but he didn't look that good. And it's just like the the storyline of following three quarterbacks throughout one season is just too much, and I didn't like it. That was a very rogue topic that literally was not on the script. I write these scripts 
the afternoon slash evening before we record. That was fun though. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like going going off book. Like like we said last week, we want to start incorporating a lot more pop culture. Hopefully, more shit happens like the Fire Festival documentary, so we can talk about that. Um, but that's gonna do it, you know, for us this week. Like like Travis said, uh, Travis, you want to hit hit you up on Twitter or whatever for the for the Square game? Yeah, hit us up on Twitter, whether it's me personally or the podcast account, Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up. Um, we need to get those boards filled and whatever else you guys want. We will send out that prop bet sheet just to kind of get you guys in the loop. And that's really all I have. So we will see you guys next week and good luck Super Bowl betting. For sure. And we're just going to, I'm going to end this show by playing a song that's going to resonate with all of you people who got their asses burnt by the Rams and who hate the Patriots. <laughs> Peace out. Peace. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.